Welcome to Feel Better Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot. Now, I have been wearing and recommending Vivo Barefoot shoes for over 10 years now, and they really have transformed my own life and the lives of my patients. I have seen so many benefits when people start wearing Vivos. Improvements in things like back pain, hip pain, knee pain, and foot pain. They're really comfortable shoes, and it is completely risk-free to try them out because they offer a 100-day trial for new customers. So if you're not happy, you just send them back for a full refund. They are the only shoes that I've worn for over 10 years now. My wife and kids also love wearing them. If you go to vivobarefoot.com forward slash live more, they are giving 15% off as a one-time code to all of my podcast listeners. That's vivobarefoot.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 306 of the podcast with leading experts in the field of circadian rhythms, Dr. Sachin Panda. Sachin's research on the impact of circadian clocks on our health is truly groundbreaking and he has revolutionized our understanding of health and well-being. In this clip, he shares a simple tip to help you sleep better, boost your gut health and get more energy. Please note, the advice in this episode may not be suitable if you are suffering with or recovering from an eating disorder. The whole conversation around nutrition for many years, and even now, is still dominated by what we should be eating. But your research beautifully demonstrates that timing of food intake is something we also need to pay a lot of attention to. 50% of adults eat for 15 hours or longer. And we all evolved on this planet with uh, 24 hours light-dark cycle and eating-fasting cycle. So that's why we are designed to go through this at least 12 to 14 hours of fasting every day. Um, our gut lining and many parts of our body actually gets a lot of damage throughout the day and they have to be repaired. And that repair process happens only when we are in our deep sleep and also we are fasting. I have seen with hundreds, maybe thousands of patients that when people compress their eating windows, you see benefits across the board. Weight loss, blood sugar, energy, sleep quality. So I'm a passionate advocate of your work and I've been using it with real life people. One almost universal recommendation I have with most of my patients is let's at least start off making sure you're eating all of your food within a 12-hour window maximum. Yes, that's a good starting point. That just try 12 hours for the first two weeks. In all of our clinical studies, what we uh, do is we ask people to choose a 10-hour window that uh, suits their lifestyle. Um, And it's also, it gives them a sweet spot that they can still have their social life and enjoy life um, and improve their health. With some caveat that your first meal should be at least an hour after waking up and your last meal should be two to three hours before going to bed. So within that window, you're gonna choose that 10 hours that works for you. 
And in both mouse studies and in human studies, what we are finding is if people can do this 10 hours for five days in a week or six days in a week, and they can have one cheat day where they can go a little bit outside the eating window, we still see many benefits in people who have one or multiple items of metabolic syndrome. So that means they have obesity plus high blood pressure or high triglyceride or high blood sugar, uh, even multiple of these conditions. And what we find is if they can do 10 hours for 12 weeks, then we do see improvement in uh, almost all of these elements of metabolic uh, syndrome. Blood pressure improvement happens within six to eight weeks. Uh, blood sugar also improves in 10 to 12 weeks. Another thing that we are finding is when people control the timing of their food, uh, they also seem to sleep well. And once their sleep improves, then the repair process improves. And once uh, somebody sleeps well, then the food craving and craving for energy-dense diet, that also goes down. So that means uh, by controlling timing, we can inadvertently change the nutrition quality and quantity. And that's now seen in many clinical trials with time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting. People, although they are asked to eat within eight, nine or 10 hours window and then leave the rest as fasting, um, when you go back to analyzing what they ate, then what we find is they modestly reduce their calorie intake by somewhere between five to 10. And in some cases, some people can reduce even by 20%, which is pretty good because um, intentional calorie restriction is very hard. For people to reduce calorie by even 10 to 20% every single day is very hard. Second thing is since they're sleeping well, then they also improve their nutrition choice. Um, so in almost every study, we find people reduce their alcohol intake. Of course, there is less opportunity to drink alcohol. And then they also reduce processed food. And we don't know why, but it may be because they're sleeping well, because a sleep-deprived brain actually looks for highly processed food. And when people sleep well, then they can take that decision. I think everyone intuitively knows that, even yeah. if they don't understand the science. Yeah. I think everyone knows that experience when they haven't slept well. Yes, you can talk to the science of leptin and ghrelin and the yeah. hunger hormone goes through the roof and your satiety hormone goes down. But actually, I think we all know when we haven't slept well, we want more caffeine. Yeah. We crave more food. You know, this happened to me a few days ago, hungry all the time and you're not craving yeah. healthy whole foods at yeah, that time. Yeah, you're yeah, craving, yeah. you know, high energy dense foods. Yeah. Although quality and quantity of nutrition are very important, by focusing on timing, one can improve those two aspects too. So if you have some health issues, there are benefits. But what about that person listening who goes, well, actually, you know, I, feel, I kind of feel okay. I haven't got prediabetes. I haven't got much of a weight issue. What are the benefits for me, Dr. Panda, of eating all my food within a 10-hour eating window? I think everybody would agree that they need a little bit more energy. Yeah. <laughs> and they may not have other health issues, but many of us, we have little joint problem, we feel little pain, and overall, um, other things that we are finding biochemically and with all the gene expression analysis, what we're finding is 
the kidney function improves, our muscle repair also improves. Uh, there are now new studies showing that circadian clock is involved in repairing tendons and ligaments. So injuries. Injuries, um, particularly recovery from injuries. And if we think about it, actually every day we'll, we injure some, some of our joints, ligaments, and muscles. We are on a continuous rejuvenation process. And that's why I say that just like our brain, when it sleeps, it resets, rejuvenates, and repairs itself. Almost every tissue in our system repairs itself. So let's go into timing, yeah. okay? Lots of things happen in the body when we have a period of time without foods, uh, reduction in inflammation, change in genetic expression, ability to repair and rejuvenate better. But I guess there's an ideal body clock that if the modern world didn't drive us to do certain things at certain times that we could all beautifully follow. And then there's real life for many people. Yeah. So. Let's start off by going, what does an ideal body clock look like for someone? Let's say they wake up. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're a big fan of saying that we should try not to eat for the first hour after waking up. Why is that? Um, so most of us, when we wake up, we, we're waking up to an alarm clock. So that means our sleep hormones are still high. Although we just dragged ourselves out of the bed, our hormones, uh, particularly melatonin, is still pretty high. Mm. And that takes an hour or two to go down. And within 45 minutes of waking up, our stress hormone cortisol reaches its peak. Uh, so this, this is the time when you can say changing of the guards that happens in the morning. <laughs> so the sleep hormones are coming down, the stress hormones are going up, and your body is actually not ready to digest food and assimilate nutrient uh, perfectly most of us still have pretty high level of melatonin, which can inhibit insulin release. Uh, so if we eat something um, or drink tea with uh, milk and sugar, to process that, a body has to produce and release sufficient amount of insulin, which may not happen properly in the first one hour. So I think that's a very practical tip that Everyone, no matter what diet they choose to follow, no matter what culture they're from, no matter what country yeah. they live in, that seems like quite a good universal principle for all of us. Whenever you wake up for the first hour, don't eat any food. But you're also saying no coffee or tea with milk and or sugar. You've done a lot of science on this, right? Which is clearly in the times in which we live, a lot of people need that science to persuade them that this is something I should be doing. But if we just zoom out for a minute mm -hmm. and look back at our evolutionary history as humans, actually, it's hard to make the case that we would have been eating consistently over 13, 14, 15 hours and every 24 hours. You know, we would have naturally had these long periods where we didn't eat in every 24 hours. So yes, there's science to support it, but there's also, if we look at our lives through an evolutionary lens, it kind of works as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And in fact, uh, yeah, our ancestors, hunter-gatherers or farmers, um, they didn't have access to plenty of food. And another thing was um, they didn't have access to processed food. So food was not ready for consumption any time of the day. So in the morning, um, people typically spend time gathering food or preparing for cooking 
And um, the first substantial meal uh, was maybe around lunchtime. Can you summarize, if anyone listening to this goes, okay, I'm going to now try and uh, eat all of my foods within a 10 hour eating window. Can you list what are some of the benefits they may get? Yeah, so once people eat within 10 hours eating window, um, what we find is within few days, that may be two to three weeks, they may find their sleep will improve. And this is something that we find in many of our patients uh, who self-report how is their sleep. It may not increase the number of hours they sleep, but it may just improve their sleep satisfaction. They might actually get into a better sleep. Quality mm. of sleep will improve. Then those who have acid reflux, I don't know the numbers in the UK, but in the US, um, there are 65 million prescriptions for acid reflux written every year. Yeah. And there is a lot of over-the-counter acid reflux medication. So that means almost more than half of the adult population experiences some kind of acid reflux or stomach issues every week. Uh, so we also hear that um, people have much better gut health uh, within two to four weeks, um, they will feel that. So sleeping better and then having better gut health will also improve the sense of energy in the morning and throughout the day. We think that these three benefits are the positive feedback loop that helps people to sustain with 10 hours yeah. eating window. Just at the end here now, for people who feel inspired by what you said, they think, yeah, you know what, I think I, think I wanna give this a try. Do you have any final kind of top tips to share with people to leave them with yeah. so they can take your work and use it to improve the quality of their lives? Any duration of fasting is better than no fasting. Yeah. But if you want to optimize, there is better to eat within your active period. For humans, it will be finishing your dinner by 6 or 7 p.m. And that will give you the best benefit. At the same time, we have to keep in mind that uh, in the pursuit of perfection, we should not forget <laughs> that we, what is practical and yeah. what suits your life, you should try to do that. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the original full conversation with my guest. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my bite-sized Friday email. It's called The Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it free of charge at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday Five. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you have pressed subscribe and I'll be back next week with my long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Science next Friday.